This is a production of the Z-Talk Radio Network. The views expressed and opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Z-Talk Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Wow. It's dark. Well, let's have some light on the subject. Put on your critical thinking caps and please refrain from hugging. It's time for Dimland Radio with your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Hello and welcome to Dimland Radio here on the ZTech Talk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Remember, I'm not really a doctor. I just play doctor online. Should I restart that? Because I mixed up the name of the, you know, you know Z-Tick, Z-Tick. What did I say? Ugh, anyway. Uh, welcome back. Uh, it's another show. Hey, look at this. Another week in... I, I'm doing a show. Another one. I, I, I was... I, I'm telling you, I was half thinking last night of not doing a show. Uh, we had kind of a a rough Friday. Not you know, there was some things. Some things happened. We're learning about our health insurance and what we got to do with that. You know, with the with the beginning of the year coming. Yeah, it's going to be a little more expensive for us. And then, of course, having two houses and dealing with it, some stuff was built up a little bit yesterday. And I and I uh, and, and Amy was feeling it too. Amy's my wife, in case you don't know. Uh, it was feeling it too, and and well, you know, it, I I said, no, nah, I'm going to do another show. I promised I'm going to try to do as many shows as I can without skipping. And so I said, I've got a show ready for you this week. Let's hope that it's it's an okay one. I wanted to do a follow up on the uh, dumpster. Um, hmm, there should be like a like a term for this, like a dumpster. Uh, you know, when it's like there's a scandal or a disappointment or... Oh, dumpster disappointment. Ah, no, that's not... That doesn't quite do it. When it's something that, uh, uh, that that's, that's just wrong. A dumpster trauma? No, no, that doesn't quite work. Dumpster dump? No, that sounds like a kind of gross bowel movement. What do you think? Oh, ooh, dumpster gate. Oh, I think I might have just landed on something. You know, back in the 70s, there was this thing called Watergate. You know, well, there was a hotel called the Watergate. And the Democratic National Convention had their headquarters in that hotel, which is in New York City, or not New York, uh, Washington, D.C., or in that area. And uh, some uh, unscrupulous Republican types uh, broke in and were doing some shenanigans in the in the headquarters, and they got busted. And uh, and that break-in led all the way up to the White House, to the president, who was Richard Nixon at the time, and uh, he ended up having to resign because he was an honorable man in that sort of way. Or at least the Republican Party in those days was an honorable party that said, "Hey, look, you're going to get impeached." The Republicans in the House are going to impeach you, and we Republic and, and the Republicans in the Senate, because both Congress uh, people and senators went to the president and said, "And we Republican senators in uh, are going to convict you. So do what's best for the country, do what's best for our party, and resign." And he did. We, oh, that we would have had such a Republican party today, but we don't. 
But anyway, that whole scandal became known as Watergate. You know, and so I thought, I just, I just, I, it, it would be so great if people would take the the suffix of Watergate, you know, the word, the, the part that's gate, right, and just put that at the end of something, and that will indicate that that's a that's a scandal, uh, right? So, so this whole you know dumpster thing, dumpster gate. Ah, man, I wonder if anybody else has ever done that. Well, anyway, I will quickly bring you up to date on what happened with that dumpster. If you recall, my wife and I were going to be selling our house because we moved in my dad's house. Now, we need to get rid of a bunch of stuff. And we got to a point where, okay, we're not taking this stuff over to dad's house, so let's get let's just get a dumpster and throw it away. And say, so just get rid of it. Take it, get it out of our lives. And so that's what we, I called the company that manages waste. And I said, hey, I'd like to get a dumpster. And they said, sure, we can get one out to you tomorrow. So great. So the next day comes, I get a call at the office because uh, I was at work, and it's from the company that manages this waste, a different customer service person than I started with, and that person is asking me where to put the dumpster, and I said, well, you put it on this one street side, and they, and she said, well, you know, like, oh yeah, we see that in the notes, but are we putting it in the street, and I said, yeah, and they said, do you have a permit, and I said, what, and I'd never heard of this permit needing before, the other person never brought it up, so I emailed her, the other person, of course, they couldn't drop the dumpster because it didn't have a permit. So I emailed the initial customer service that I, person that I was involved with, and I said, "Hey, you didn't tell me anything about needing a permit." And she got back to me and she said, "Oh, I assumed that we could put it out in, your, in the front of your property." Well, you can't make that assumption. So okay, I said, "Well, fine. Then let's get the thing with the permit." So she says, "Okay, let's get that set up." And so they start working on it. But then I, you know, it started to take a long time, and it's November. And nice days, you know, we're in Minnesota. The nice weather is not going to last long. You never know when a big snowstorm is going to happen. And I don't want to be dealing with filling a dumpster when there's a bunch of snow all over the damn place. So I just, I went online and I hooked up with 800 Got Junk. So, and I went there, went through their website, and I got it set up that night, the very night that I, you know, went to their site for them to come out and haul away all our crap, which is what they did. And so I, after I got that hooked up, uh, I, I emailed my the customer service person I was working with at the company that manages waste, and I said, hey, I don't need your service anymore. I went with Got Junk, so I'm canceling, so forget it, okay? And I thought that was it. I thought we were done. Didn't hear anything. But then, no, last week when I was doing the show, uh, the day before I recorded last week's show, I got in the mail a bill for nearly $400 because of the non-delivery of the dumpster. And I thought, wait a minute, I shouldn't be held liable for this because I was never told I needed a permit. How should I? I wasn't. How would I know? I don't get a dumpster all the time. I, I, this is the first time I've ever booked a dumpster. This this company that manages waste, they drop dumpsters all over this country every day. You'd think they would know this kind of stuff. So anyway, so I sent an email to the customer service person that I started with. I sent an email out to her saying, hey, I shouldn't be held liable for this because you assumed that you could put it in front of my property. Well, you can't do that. So I shouldn't have to pay this. And I said, I'm going to call the company on Monday. And I did. I called it on Monday and I talked to a customer service person who was very nice. Oh, wait a minute. I can slow down now because now I'm getting to the part where <laughs> where you're all caught up. So I called in on that Monday and this was this past week. And I said, hey, I got this bill. I don't think I should have to pay it because I was never told I needed a permit. And so the person said, well, let me check on some stuff. And she put me on hold for a couple minutes and she come back and she asked me a few more questions and I gave her some more details and then she stopped me at a point because I was, you know, doing my detail thing and she stopped me and says well sir sir i'm on your side she said now i'm gonna put you on hold just for a little bit more i'll be right back so she she did she came back she said okay we're gonna credit your account that money 
or we're going to do whatever to waive it. It's you're not going to have to pay it. I said, oh, thank you so very much. That's that's great. That's a relief. Thank you so much. And so we ended our call. And then uh, the next day, I got an email back from the initial customer service person that I was working with, and she too said the same thing. I'm looking into this. This we will get this charge waived. So we don't owe the four hundred dollars so far. <laughs> Hopefully, this is the end of it. I'll let you know if it ever comes up again. Whew. You know, I know I talk fast on this show sometimes, especially when I get rolling into a rant. But boy, I really, uh, you know, I didn't want to spend too much time on the updating you on all that stuff. Oh, and the rumors then of our being done with our house that we're going to sell were greatly exaggerated. Um, well, not greatly, but we weren't done. <laughs> we met up with our realtor last Sunday. And uh, we said, you know, uh, you know, we were signing paperwork and things. And he said, uh, "Well, uh, I would, I would strongly recommend that you paint inside the house. You know, the outside looks is fine." Uh, he said, uh, "You got to paint the kitchen, and you got to paint the three bedrooms and the hallway and the bathroom upstairs." Uh, he, he recommended what to get what to do. I went out and got some primer. And so, you know, we got started. And we got Hayden's bedroom, which we painted three of the walls red, one wall black. Uh, and, 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 oh my goodness. <laughs> Amy and I, uh, I, I went around and I did a bunch of touch-ups of marks and such on the wall, because the walls upstairs were all still white, uh, except for Hayden's bedroom. Uh, and then there's little scuff marks on them, or if we killed a bug like a that left a little smear on the walls, you know, we, we weren't able to clean off or something. Little nicks and marks on the walls up there. So I went with some primer, and I went over all the nicks and marks. And once that was done, it looked pretty good, but then Amy put a coat of primer over over that. And I think that's good enough there. But the red room, holy balls. <laughs> we're working on that one. Uh, we're going to go back tomorrow, which will be Sunday, and we're going to see if we can get that room finished up. I did at one point reach out to our realtor and say, I sent a picture of it, and I said, look, we're working on the red room. Can we can we just leave the black wall black? <laughs> because that's the wall that has the window. And it, not only is the wall painted black, but the window frame's painted black, which would mean we'd have to remove the blinds, take down the curtains and the curtain rods, and, you know, to get everything primered out white and then get ready for a top coat. We're going to put a top coat of paint in that room and uh, in the kitchen. Uh, I think the rest primer would be fine. But um, so <laughs> I asked him that and he said, sure. <laughs> so good. I'm still, part of me is still saying, I think I want to do it anyway. I think I want to take down those blinds and do, all, you know, do it anyway. But I, uh, it's so much work. And, you know, I'm a very averse to physical labor. Al, not very averse, averse. So I guess, you know, we can call it uh, house selling gate. <laughs> it's not exactly scandalous, but uh, I just want to use this, this, this new coined uh, thing of using gate that I come up with on this show. So you mark the date, uh, uh, December 2nd, uh, 2023 is when that, that happened. I don't let anybody tell you that it happened earlier. There was Watergate, and then it was Dumpster Gate, and now House Selling Gate. So I, I, at least I think that's, that's what it looks like in my world. Uh, speaking of Henry Kissinger, 
which I wasn't. Uh, what, is, what time is it? Okay, we're still good. Uh, I was just checking the time for the show. Uh, Henry Kissinger died just just this past week, which kind of uh, which well, it, there was a coincidence to this, and and that's all it is is coincidence. As you know, I work for a comic book store. Oh, oh yes, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna trans I'm gonna. I'm going to segue this into an ad. But I work for this comic book store called Nostalgia Zone. And one of the main jobs that I do is to enter comic books into our online catalog. So when we get new books in, I, I put them up. You know, and I take a box home and I work on it. And I was doing that the other... Um, I think it was... Was it Tuesday night? I think it was Tuesday... Uh, yeah, I think it was Tuesday night and I wanted to get them all done. You know, get them all done that night. I had done up some on Sunday, and I wanted to finish them up Tuesday night. And as I was working on them, I was working on uh, a run of titles for Marvel Comics called uh, Super Villain Team Up, which was a mid-70s um, uh, series. It, it ran just 17 issues. I think it had one annual, maybe two. Uh, but then, okay, so I was going through that, and... When I enter in this information, sometimes we, 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 we have a category that we can add information in to appearances. You know, which characters, which uh, villains showed up in that issue. You know, so that might be a, a selling point for somebody to buy it. Oh, Dr. Doom's in that one. Well, let's get it. You know, that kind of thing. Well, th there's issue number. I wrote it down. It's uh, number mm -hmm, mm -hmm, seven, I believe. Yep. Marvel team up. Marvel super villain team up or just Supervillain Team-Up from Marvel Comics. Issue number seven, which had the uh, August 1976 um, cover date, had a, I think it's a cameo appearance, of Henry Kissinger. Shows up in that issue. And then, you know, then, lo and behold, a day or two later, in the news, I think it was the next day, was it Wednesday that we found out? Henry Kissinger died at the age of 100. I, Henry Kissinger is, uh, uh, he's one of those characters that gets, uh, you know, he's, he's very vilified, especially by people on the left. Um, and there may be some justification in vilifying him. Uh, uh, there may be, I don't know, I, I, it seems a little over the top. You know, it seems like he's, he's being depicted as being so much more evil than he was, but perhaps I'm ignorant. I was a kid then. I didn't know. I look back. It's I don't know. You know, he was part of the Nixon White House. Uh, he wasn't part of the uh, the Watergate scandal, but uh, you know, he you know he he helped uh, form the policies and what to do in the war in Vietnam. He, you know, he was and you know that Nixon did escalate the war. He did that, um, and you know it's it, it and. As long as I'm getting just slightly political, I, I get I get a little charge out of the, the Trumpers out there that that uh, that laud Trump because he didn't start any new wars, yeah, like like Biden has where Biden started that war in Ukraine and the one that's going on in Israel between you know Israel and Hamas and Palestine and all that shit, which is a tangled web which I won't try to unweave because that's above my pay grade as they say, uh, but. I saw some deal with, you know, some pro-Trumper type guy doing one of those gotcha questions of people on the street. But the thing is, the couple that he was talking to, uh, the one one person said, oh, you're just trying to make us look like an idiot, look like we're idiots. We know what you're doing. And they walked off. 
And but he was say the the Trumper guy said, hey, you know, who's the better president, uh, Trump or Biden? And of course, they said Biden. Said, yeah, you know what I like about Biden is how he hasn't started any new wars, you know, like like uh, like in Israel and Ukraine. To which they should, and they were just kind of going, yeah, kind of question, yeah, <laughs> like what is he talking about? But I I was said, wait a minute, what? What? I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? Uh, Biden started those wars. I'm sorry. I thought it was Hamas that started launched an attack on uh, October seventh. I thought that was what happened over there in Israel. Uh, and hmm, Ukraine Did, wasn't that started by your favorite president's favorite dictator, Putin. I I don't see Joe Biden starting that. But you know, some of the things they say about Trump is that he never started any new you know new wars like all the other presidents around him. I th and I, th I just think about it. I think, wait a minute now. Um, what war did Jimmy Carter start? I don't remember Jimmy Carter started any any wars. Did Gerald Ford start a war? Didn't he? Didn't he pretty much end one? I mean, I know Nixon probably was getting you know was working on it, but it was ended while you know Ford was president. I don't remember him starting any wars. Let's see, Ronald Reagan. Did he? Grenada is that a war? Was that uh, that uh, military action in Grenada? Was that a war? Did he start? Did he start that war? I, what do you? I huh? Let's see. Now Carter. Uh, let's see. No, uh, Kennedy could be said to have started Vietnam, and and Johnson, you know, continued it, and uh, Nixon escalated it. But uh, I don't. You can't say Johnson's. Well, Johnson, you, you can't say started a new war because I mean it was already kind of started for him, and Nixon. I suppose you could say started a war because of the escalation and going into Cambodia and Laos. Which was done illegally, I guess. Which Kissinger is kind of held, you know. I think I think is a little part of that. I think. But again, I was a kid. I don't know. So I, you know, so what wars? Let's see now. I think what war did Obama start? Uh, what war did Bill Clinton start? Now I know there was stuff that went on in Somalia, but was that a war? Huh. I mean, really? Now George W. Bush and George H. W. Bush, they both started wars. There was the you know the first Gulf War under George H. W. Bush, but that was started and finished and wrapped up and sort of wrapped up is a very loose term, but you know that happened. And George W. Bush, yes, he got us started in the war on terror, which had two campaigns, one in Afghanistan and one in Iraq. I consider it one more. Other people consider it two wars, but I consider it one more, just like World War Two. Was one war? It had it had theaters. It had the the war in the Pacific and the war in Europe, you know, war in Northern Africa and then the war in Europe and the war in the Pacific. You know, it had it was the one war though in different areas, different theaters of campaigns. I kind of look at the war on terror in that same way, the war on a concept. Well, I agree with it or not? I don't know. It's, it's nebulous. Oh, okay. I was kind of conservative. Well, kind of. Very conservative in those days. I've gone back to my liberal roots. I don't regret everything I did when I was conservative. Uh, but some of the things I look back at, yeah, yeah. That probably wasn't a good idea. Anyway. Kissinger's dead. Oh, and Rosalind Carter, Jimmy Carter's wife, she died. Uh, now, you know, at the end of last week's show, I was going on about Dennis Prager, which... I should be careful, because the way I ended it, I, uh, I talked about Jesus. Well, Dennis Prager's Jewish, so Jesus isn't his guy. <laughs> but uh, it's the whole religion thing. You know, it's that whole machigana. So anyway, did I use that term right? Did I not? I'm sorry. Anyway, um, misogos? Is that the word? I don't know. Um, 
so anyway, uh, it, 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 if you're going to be a Christian, be like Jimmy and Rosalind Carter. They didn't wear their Christiana, uh, Christianity on their sleeve. They didn't, when being interviewed, didn't have to say, Oh, glory to God! Like these these athletes all seem to have to do. I was watching some college kids, and two of them were interviewed after a game, and they both had to give glory to God. The, the hell with, you know, come on. Hail Satan. Come on. What do you, you don't, you don't have to do it. Don't wear it on your goddamn sleeve. You know, be like Jimmy Carter and Rosalind Carter and do the deeds. Do the things to help others. If that's the kind of Christianity that can be done in this world, which I think for the most part, or for a large part of it, that is what's happening, that they are doing that thing. Well, that's, that's, that's not bad, I don't think. But please, don't be pushed. Don't be acting like you're persecuted because you can't say Merry Christmas because you can say Merry Christmas. Some people just choose to say Happy Holidays because it's more inclusive. <sighs> anyway, where, did I, where, where am I? <laughs> anyway, Henry Kissinger died. He was 100. And it was a coincidence that I was doing some comic books in which he appeared in them. And I was doing uh, entering that particular comic book online just the day before the news came out that he died. It's just a coincidence, right? It's just a coincidence. And this is just my first break. You're listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Jim Fitzsimmons. I'll return after this break. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio, the number one choice for music, sports, news, and talk radio. So keep that dial locked to ztalkradio.com. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio's Redheaded Stepchild. It's Dr. Dim on Dimland Radio on the Z-Talk Radio Network. Do you believe in ghosts? Do you think Bigfoot is real? Do you suspect that your neighbor is really Val Tor, leader of the lizard people of Bendar 3? Well, Dr. Dim doesn't, and he'll tell you why when you tune in to Dimland Radio Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern on Talk Radio Network. It's an hour of science promotion, pop culture rants, personal observation, and of course, skepticism. Join Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern, for Dimland Radio on Talk Radio Network. Station that beats all the competition, and we'll prove it as soon as we hear any competition. You're listening to Z Talk Radio Network. And welcome back to Dimland Radio here in the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Uh, 
Oh, I forgot that I was going to do an ad. <laughs> I was going to segue into the ad for Nostalgia Zone, which is the comic book store for which I work. Here in Minneapolis, we sell back issues of comic books and magazines and some other types of stuff. But what you'll find on our website at NostalgiaZone.com are the comic books and the magazines. And uh, you sign up for a membership. You'll save 10% right away. You will earn points on each of your purchases that uh, turn into savings on future purchases. If, if You can either let them build up and get a big amount saved up and use that or you can just you know use whatever you've accrued the last time and for your next time it's up to you how you want to use your points uh, or which way you want to use your points uh, and you will get an email once or twice a month from us uh, letting you know about what's new about the store if there's a sale coming up if uh, you know what new arrivals have shown up and that kind of thing and if I ever get my blog started again it'll let you know that I have a blog going on there but i haven't done the blog in uh, uh, almost a year <laughs> it's been a long it's been since march since i did one and it's just uh been busy and it's hard and uh yeah um so uh yeah nostalgia zone back issues going back to the golden age but it's marvel dc uh superhero comics and all sorts of other comics archie comics Dell comic books with you know Popeye and Chili, Chili Willy the Penguin and we even have some Felix the Cat comic books in here for some reason. Romance books, classics illustrated, whatever. If you're into it, check out our website, become a member, and order online. We'll ship anywhere. Uh, I think orders over $50 get free shipping. Otherwise, it's uh, pretty much a standard $8 for shipping, depending depending if it's international stuff then you know it's a little different but anyway check out nostalgiazone.com become a member and buy a whole bunch of stuff so i keep having this job all right see that's 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 uh that's the ad i meant to do before and i didn't you know i think it's a shame that song that we were coming out of the uh, uh the ad break i may have told this story before but i'm gonna tell it again because uh, i'm looking at my notes here and i'm saying hey it's saying stretch for time. Uh, anyway, so um, the song that we came in out of the break, the bumper, uh, that was uh, I Want to Be a Flintstone by this band called um, the Screaming Blue Messiahs, and they're from the UK. And they they came up in the, in the mid-1980s. They were a thing for a little bit. They got a little bit of notoriety with that song, and then they just uh, disappeared. They only put out three albums. I think they had a uh, uh, like an EP and maybe a John Peel Sessions record came out, maybe a live record came out, but really only three studio albums and an EP. And uh, they were great. They were just great. And they, they deserved to be so much more successful than they got. They deserved to be so much better than what they will be remembered for. Um, I Want to Be a Flintstone, which, you know, it's kind of a novelty song. Kind of it is, really. It just shows the band's sense of humor and their... And their um, uh, their obsession with America, Americana, American stuff. When you listen to their music, they, they have a lot of that peppered throughout their, their, their albums, especially on their second album, uh, Bikini Red. Uh, there's a lot of America stuff. I Can Speak American, uh, Jesus Chrysler Drives a Dodge. Uh, there's, there's stuff like that where, you know, 55 The Law, it's it, it, where they, they, they have a real penchant for America stuff. And I Want to Be a Flintstone falls into that. And it's a bit of their sense of humor. And, you know, it's going to be the song that they're remembered for, if they're remembered at all. And I think that's a shame. Not that I don't think the song's good. I think the song's good, but it's, like I said, it's a novelty song. 
it, it's if you if you pretend that you that you don't understand the lyrics. If you pretend that you don't speak English and you just hear the song, you just get the feel of the vocals and the sound of the music. You will appreciate that song as so much better than a novelty song because there's a lot of cool stuff kind of going on in there. Great percussion, uh, you know, great rhythm section happening, and some interesting guitar stuff, and and this 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 voice of Bill Carter, uh, who was the lead singer, lead guitar guy for the band. Um, you know, he just he sounds a bit like Joe Strummer, but he has his own kind of thing going, and it's it, it's a, it's a really good band, and I'm, and it's a shame that they that they just fell apart when they did, and I, they just disappeared. It's just boom, they're done. And the, and um, I got to see them in concert once. They played the Twin Cities once. They were opening for the band The Cramps, which I talked about them last week from Erg Music War. Did you check out that 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 segment? Did you check out Lux Interior and his his singing style? <laughs> it's it's great. Um, and so we saw The Cramps. We're going to be coming to First Avenue. So my friend John and I, who were hanging out in those days at First Avenue, well, we got to go see that. And there was this little band that was opening for them, and they were called the Screaming Blue Messiahs. Which, I my memory isn't clear on this. I don't know if I knew anything by them prior to seeing them. I don't think that I did, but it's possible I knew like one of their songs was a song called Wild Blue Yonder. I certainly got to know them after seeing the band because they were so goddamn good. We were just blown away. The people in that crowd. There was a there was a bunch of us down front. It was you know fairly fairly spar- sparsely populated in the main floor in front of the stage, because it's the opening band, and fans don't want to make that commitment to stand too close to the band. They want to stand back and say, okay, what are these guys like? And that was kind of how it started. But people started to move forward. We and John and I started to move forward as and others, and we just were like drawn in by these guys. We didn't know the songs, but we, they were so intense and they were so good, and that rhythm section was just driving so well. And that watching that lead guy Bill Carter do his stuff, he was just fascinating to watch, and the way he played guitar was really cool. And it just—I mean—at some point he threw the guitar onto the stage, and he jumped on top of it, and he's just standing on it, and pounding his feet on it, and making all these weird sounds on it. It was great. <laughs> it was great. Um, not excellent musicianship, I guess, but showmanship was fantastic. I and mean, we're big Pete Townsend fans, and he does a lot of showmanship type stuff. So we were blown away. We, there was a guy uh, that I didn't know near us as we're watching, as we're being mesmerized by this band. And he just turned to me and he said, Who are these guys? And I had to think a bit. I said, I, I can't remember. I, I, I had to think a bit. And then the name popped in my head. And I leaned over to him. I said, they're the Screaming Blue Messiahs. He went, and he looked at me and said, they're fucking great. And they were. They were so good. It was such a great moment in that show. It was so cool. I mean, we were up front watching them. And by the time they were done, uh, and the, the, the crowd started to push forward to get to the main act, which was going to be the Cramps, John and I moved off to the side. And we were saying to each other, boy, we saw the band to see this night. The Cramps were great. We enjoyed them. They did their thing, and they were fun. But my goodness, the revelation of that night was the Screaming Blue Messiahs. Uh, years later, John and I would be sitting at the bar, just reminiscing about old times. And that came up, and he said words to the effect of, we were at, we were at one of those events. One of those, you had to be there. And it, it it's not a... a it's not going to be big enough to have 
so many people saying that they were there when they actually weren't there. You know, that's like it's there's there's things like that. Like the the first time I don't know Velvet Underground played somewhere, they the people talk about seeing or like the first time the uh, the Ramones played at CBGB's. Uh, you know, the, the the amount of people that said that they were there to see that would far exceed the 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 space uh, that was you know that was available to to have them in. So that sentence was terrible, but you know what I mean. So it it wasn't something like that because the Screaming Blue Messiahs never went on to this big, you know, big fame. They did okay. I mean, you know, they got something. They got some MTV play. They got something going, but they never achieved a more of a legend status, which they should have. Uh, had they done that, then there'd be, there might be that chick, that case of, yeah, the time, the one time they played Minneapolis, I was there. Well, John and I, we can say we were there. We saw them. They kicked ass. It was great. Uh, I had read on the internet some while ago, I can't find it again, but there was something about the Screaming Blue Messiahs opening for the cramps on that tour. They did something like eight or nine cities that they opened or eight or nine shows that they opened for them. And and the first show was the Minneapolis show. And then somewhere along the line, a couple shows in, the, the Messiahs were being so good and impressing the audiences so much that they were threatening the, 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 the headliner, the Cramps. And the, so the Cramps roadies would try to sabotage the, uh, the Screaming Blue Messiahs shows. I don't know that that's true, but that's... Uh, something I read out there on the internets. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt. But, my goodness, they that show, they played well enough that puts a little credence to that story that the roadies were going, geez, these guys are too good. we got to bring them down a little. So, wow. Anyway, Screaming Blue Messiahs, check them out. They, like I said, they got three albums. Uh, let's see, the first one's called uh, Gunshy, then it's Bikini Red, and the last one is Totally Religious. And Totally Religious is... Uh, it's not quite on the level of the first two. It's a li it falters a little bit, but it does have some really good stuff on there. Uh, there's a um, there's an EP out there called uh, shoot. I'm just going off the top of my head. Good and Gone or something like that. I I I, I think, but I'm not sure. Maybe I'll try. To, I'll find out when I write the show notes. I got to write in here that I talked about the Screaming Blue Messiah, so that I make sure I put it in the show notes, which you can get to by going to dimland.com, click on the show notes slash blog option, and you'll get to the show notes. They they usually get put up on Mondays, and that's when the show drops on the uh, on Apple Podcasts and Podbean and others. But you can get the show early. Uh, you can go to uh, ztalkradio.com and go to the um, uh, show archives page, open up the Dimland folder, scroll down to the bottom, they're numbered, and get to show number 588, and that's going to be this show. That will be up there, this is sun, Saturday morning, that will be up there sometime tonight. So, if you want, to, you want an early shot at it, or if you got nothing to do on a Saturday night at 11 p.m. Central, Tune into Z Talk Radio, and you know it, it's best if you do it. I think on a on a laptop or on a desktop computer. I think it works best. I don't think it works so well on the phone. I don't know why, but if you tune tune in there, go into the uh, listen and chat. You can listen to the show, and you can chat with me because I'm usually there. I'm always there. Uh, sometimes I fall asleep, but I'm there. <laughs> and uh, anyway, uh, what have I got next? What time is I have my next break. Oh, what do you know? 
I was able to stretch. Or was or did I plan all this? You don't know. <laughs> anyway, you're listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dimfit Simmons. I will return after this break. You know, if I can maneuver into a tight parking spot at the mall, I'm pretty much sexually satisfied. And I've been to the mall twice today already. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. Don't just take my word for it, but you are listening to Dimland Radio on Z-Talk Radio Network. Have you ever wondered what skeptics are up to in countries where English is not necessarily the first language? Or are you interested to learn about some fascinating and sometimes very bizarre Europe-related facts, events or people from history of skepticism? Or do you just want to know who's been really wrong lately? You can find out all about that and more on the award-winning show The ESP, the The European European Skeptics Skeptics Podcast. Podcast. So, where can people find the show? You can find it online at theesp.eu, but you can also follow us on Twitter at espodcast underscore eu, or like us on Facebook. Oh, and you can contact the show by sending an email to info at theesp.eu. If you want to subscribe, do a quick search for the European Skeptics Podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get to your podcast. The European Skeptics Podcast. The real ESP experience. Listen to Z Talk Radio on ZTalkRadio.com. Welcome back to Dimland Radio here on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Um, this AI thing, again, I think I should hit on this whenever I can when something comes up that just needs to be looked at, uh, needs to be talked about. Uh, I talked about AI, this artificial intelligence thing, that it could be, you know, it's a potential of being pretty dangerous, uh, it being getting so good that we can't believe our lying eyes, uh, that we can't believe what we hear. Or it will become a, well, that's fake, that's AI, I didn't say that. Even though, well, we've got video of you saying it. 
No, I didn't say that. That's uh, that's fake. You, you know, that was faked. I didn't I didn't say that at that rally. Uh, I didn't I didn't call Democrats vermin. Uh, well, see, there it is, right there. Oh no, that's AI. I didn't do that. You know that kind of thing. That that I think that's a possibility. And uh, and there are people pushing that uh, world uh, pushing world governments into trying to address the whole AI thing. Part of the actors' strike had to do with AI. Um, uh, as I understand it, that, uh, you know, I mean, because it would be cool to make a brand new movie starring Humphrey Bogart and Ingrid Bergman. It'd be cool. You know, and, be, and it, it, potentially that could happen through AI. But, <laughs> you know, it, it, it could be very dangerous. Uh, somebody gets some AI and decides to take whoever the hot uh, the hottest, sexiest people of today are in film and decide to put them in porn. And, you know, it's it, it could happen. And so I think that's part of, that was uh, at least part of the concern that the actors had in, in, in their strike. So it needs to be addressed. A couple, I think it was last week, I talked about, was it last week? I talked about the old woman who was uh, crocheting... Um, Giant cats? Was that last week or the week before? Well, I talked about it. And at first, you look at those images, they're pretty good. You look and and, and part of it, my, well, my skeptical nature, I look and I go, ah, come on, can that be real? It looks like it's real. And just, you know, and I didn't look really deep enough and I'm checking through the, the, the um, through the thread uh, of comments and I see that people are saying it's fake. And then I look up Snopes, and Snopes says, "Yeah, this, this is fake. And it's created by this artist named Lydia something or other." And she uh, and Lydia did a wonderful job on them. But um, uh, what's her name? Lydia Masterova was the name of the artist who created those images. Uh, there are some telltale signs in there that the Snopes article will talk about, or had talked about, you know, showing some stuff but one of the things that was really good about how, how this artist did the images was that she or they kept in mind that this woman gets older yeah. and showed the woman getting older in the pictures you could see that oh this was done you know so many years ago and this is far more recent you can see that there's some more aging going on in that older woman doing it so that was a pretty smart bit in there uh, so anyway, Facebook seems to be f filling up with these AI images. Uh, part of my, uh, um, uh, it, it lightens my heart a little when I get concerned about this, in that so many commenters will say, that's AI, that's fake. They will, they will spot it, and they will point things out. Um, now, I have a couple examples, and uh, I'll put pictures up on the show notes page that was shared and one of them might just be might not be AI exactly but might be more of like a Photoshop thing and that one is about this 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 gigantic horse there's a there's a apparently there's a breed of horse or uh, that can get very large and in in 1859 uh, a, a, um, a horse that's named Samson but it was also called mammoth so I, I don't know what what the actual name of the horse was. 
was, uh, uh, I guess, photographed, and, and it was put into the world uh, Guinness Book of World Records, I believe, in 1986, as the tallest horse in the world. And it was from, you know, again, 19, 1950s, uh, this, this horse was around. And how tall was it? <laughs> well, I'll tell you. <laughs> it was so tall. It was 21 hands, 2.5 inches tall. Uh, a hand, in this case, now I looked this up on Wikipedia and all that, so hopefully I got the facts correct. Uh, a hand is approximately four inches. So when you work it out, the, the horse was seven feet, two and a half inches tall. Now, you, how you measure horses, you may not know this, but you don't measure the horse from, you know, from the ground to the top of its head because its head can move up and down. Its head can be, you know, almost straight out from the body, can be held up from the body, can be held down. So how they measure a horse's height is by the top of their withers. And the withers is that part between the horse's shoulder blades. It's at the base of the neck. If you put a saddle on it, you know, the little saddle horn will be right at the withers. That's where it would be. So that's that little part, the little hump on the back. So they go from the ground up to that. So that was seven feet, two and a half inches. Now these are, as far as I can tell, all facts about this horse. The horse did exist, and it was that big. But this image that's been shared and claiming to be a picture of Samson or Mammoth shows it as being about the size of an elephant. It's got, I don't know, seven or eight guys standing, you know, in a, you know, on either side of it. You know, one of them is standing right behind its, its front leg. And none of their heads go above where the, 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 the front leg attaches, comes up to the body. I mean, they get right there. So, you know, that it's, so the, the, the distance above their heads to the, to the withers is more, it seems like it's more like another four feet, three feet at least, but it's like another four feet up. We'll call it three and a half between friends. What, you know, call it three and a half. That's, that's, no. <laughs> if these, unless all these guys are four feet tall or three and a half feet tall, that's not right. So, uh, so the image is false. There is an image that I found on the internet that claims to be of, uh, it's on a, on a horse website or a horse enthusiast website or something. <clears throat> Excuse me, sorry, the dry air, sorry. Uh, it, it's, it has a picture of a fellow standing with the horse that is uh, said to be Samson or slash Mammoth. Um, but the, uh, the website is, is um, honest enough to say it's not certain that that is the horse. The, you know, the horse that, that has the record. Uh, but it certainly is a horse like that and, it, and Samson would be about that size that we see in the picture. And the guy who's standing next to that horse, his head is just maybe about a foot down, maybe a little more down from the withers. So it's, it's more realistic. I will commend somebody out there on the Internet uh, saw that image that was being shared of the, the, this elephant-sized horse and decided to Photoshop into that image an even larger horse behind everybody and, and put in the text saying, oh, that's not Samson. 
that's Samson's sister. <clears throat> and it's so, so that, that uh, you know, and, and I thought that's good because they, they were pushing it to an even greater extreme. This is how big that horse was. Samson was a big horse, but he wasn't that big. And again, I, I'm not I'm not sure that that was AI exactly, but it's a false image put out there. You got to be careful. Now the next one, though, I looked at, and a lot of these uh, AI images that come up are pretty convincing at a glance, and even maybe a, even maybe even at a little bit of a closer look, they're still pretty convincing, but the the, but the more you look at it, the, the, the more attention you pay to details within the image, you start to see little problems. Uh, the older woman who crocheted giant cats. Uh, there's a picture where her hand is ab abnormally long. There's a glitch in the AI thing that just her hand is just, just doesn't look right. And it's something that was pointed out that shows that there's you know that this isn't that this is faked i think there are programs out there that you that you can put the image in and it can examine it and, and it finds the signs of, of ai stuff i think there are but anyway so there's an image that gets shared and it's uh it, it purports to be an image of a uh, uh, uh of a, it's a wooden bench with two sculptures on it made of wood of a, of, a, of, a, of a woman and a man and in sitting uh, uh, you know crouching down behind the bench with a hand on either shoulder of the two statues is the sculptor who did this, this these pair of statues as a tribute to his parents and apparently the two statues are his parents you know images of his parents and he's got his hand on either one of their shoulders. The, the mother is sitting, as you look at the picture, the mother is sitting on the, uh, uh, as you look at the picture, she's sitting on the left, and dad's sitting on the right. Okay, that's, uh, and and the sculptor is in between them, and, and he's behind them. So from from where he is, he's got his, he's got his uh, uh, left hand, no, his right hand on the right shoulder of his mother's sculpture, and he's got his left hand on the shoulder, on the left shoulder of his father's sculpture, right? the statue and it looks convincing there's wood grain it's uh, you know it's, it looks like this is made of wood but you start looking a little closer because it, it, it initially it doesn't it it, it it it's the uncanny valley feel there's something odd about it did he paint this because look at his mother's face she's got lipstick she's got eyebrows painted on and look at her eyes. It looks like she has actual pupils and you know, irises within in, in that eyes. Did he paint those in? Did he, you know, did he put in you know glass eyes in there so that it would look like eyes? The father doesn't quite look like that. His face all looks sculpted. There isn't any kind of makeup on the face, and his eyes don't have quite the same realism as the mother's eyes do. But when you look at the mother's face, it looks like. A computer-generated, animated, wooden person like Pinocchio's mother, you know, made of wood. You know, if Pinocchio had a mother, it—that's what it looks like to me. All right. So then I look a little closer, and uh, the sculptor's left hand 
the two middle fingers on that hand are either in a weird position or they're deformed or mangled or something. They don't look right. And the pinky, which might not be a pinky, it might be part of the, of the sculpture, it seems way too long, but I can't really tell. The artist's right hand, the, the pinky looks like it's, it, 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 it's not positioned quite right. And it, it, it looks weird. The hand looks weird as it's, as it's holding on to that, to his, its mother, you know, his mother's, you know, the sculpture, the statue of his mother onto that shoulder. It doesn't look right. Something odd there. And then I continue to look. And you and and everything else looks okay. It seems plausible. And then you look at the father's hands. That statue, the father's hands, and you say, "Wait a minute, those look like women's hands." You know, typical women's hands. I don't, you know, not judging here, <laughs> but typical women's hands: thinner fingers, longer nails. You know, that kind of thing. And each hand has three fingers. And the and the left hand either doesn't have a thumb or has this tiny, incredibly tiny little stump of a thumb. Did his father have, you know, uh, malformed hands? Maybe. Excuse me a second. I'm going to take a sip here. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Sorry about that. <coughs> oh, mm, mm, mm. That's some good Dr. Pepper Zero. But the vodka I put in there, Whew, that is a kick. I'm lying. <laughs> I don't put vodka in there. <laughs> it's rum. Anyway, um, so I look at that and I think, uh, that doesn't look right to me. I think it's AI. And then I did some further searching. Like, uh, is, there, is there anything else on Google that says anything about this image? Uh, apparently it was shared uh, from a Facebook site, I think, called discover world there is a discover world on facebook but that just has a bunch of animal images on it. it didn't have any sculpture thing on there some of the animal animal images on there might be ai images some of them appear to be but you know i didn't see the sculpture i couldn't find a discover world through google that seemed to match up with with this i couldn't find another image of that sculpture i should do a reverse image search but i didn't have a chance to I don't know. And then I looked at the thread, and people were saying, eh, "This looks fake. It's AI. It's like..." And I and I listed that I think this is fake. And you know, people are are going to be fooled more and more often, and they're going to be sharing this stuff. Uh, people have been sharing little adorable little baby owls that are so colorful. They got purples in there, and reds in there, and oranges, and all this in there. They're just adorable little, just big eyes, and just adorable. And they're sitting on the, somebody's holding them on their fingers, and it's just this little, oh, it's so adorable. And then you look at it, it's, but that's not real. There's no baby owl that looks like that. That is a creation through a computer. That's that's probably AI. But so many commenters said, oh, adorable, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but, you know, somebody said, yeah, but it's not real. Whew, I don't know. I, I sometimes I think we're doomed <laughs> if uh, AI gets even better because it's gonna. It's just gonna get better and better and better. Um, <clears throat> let's see where am I at? Um, 
I was going to uh, do a little bit of let's, what's the harm, but it doesn't look like I've got the time. Uh, I'm going to have to uh, do this next week. Um, and if Good night, Adolfo. Good night, Frau Blucher. That's right, I've come to an end of another show. Uh, I don't know if this is a little shorter show than not, but it's looking like I should probably wrap it up because whatever. So be skeptical. Extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. You've been listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. And I'm your host, Jim Dr. Jim Fitzsimmons, reminding you all to sleep with the lights off. And uh, we'll see if I'm back next week. check out my show notes at dimland.com. Just click on the blog option and you can email your questions and comments to drdim at dimland.com. That's D-R-D-I-M at dimland.com. And the opening theme song, Ram, is by Theolius and is used with permission. Production of the Z Talk Radio Network. And now a message to our competitors. Thanks. Thanks for, for tuning us in. Bonjour, Monsieur Dim. You are too clever for us naughty people. What did you think of tonight's installment of Dimland Radio? Well, well I'm, I'm going, going to hell. hell.